Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain. And today my guest is Cassandra Shuck who is a shaman. She had the honor to mentor cross-culturally with Peruvian, oh, Colombian. You can tell I'm from the South. These words always, I love these words. Siberian, Hawaiian, and Mexican shaman traditions. She holds a master's degree in shamanic studies and a PhD in spiritual counseling. She works hand-in-hand taking direction from client spirit team, combining her training in shamanism, plant medicine, herbalism, spiritual counseling, higher consciousness, psychology, yoga, vibrational healing, Reiki, hypnosis. Wow. She has a big toolbox, in other words, that she works out of. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's so interesting to hear your profile or your bio read and reflected back to you. I'm like, I basically, to sum it up, I do what I'm told to do when I'm told to do it. (laughs) And I think all of us are that way, right? It's just like whatever tool they hand us, But talk to us a little bit because I feel like we have a massive spiritual awakening that's been happening here on this planet for a couple years now, and people are just waking up to what their gifts are. Were you always on a shamanic path? How were you guided to that? How did you know you were going in the right direction? I love all those questions. Yeah. So to start, I guess I could say that I always was, but I didn't know when I look back and you can kind of connect the dots going backwards. You're like, Oh, of course. Like it's so abundantly clear. Like, of course your parents introduced you to, you know, maybe the other side of plant medicine and psychedelics at a young age. And of course, you know, they were doing it from a disassociative phase. And of course you had to get through that side of things. So like looking through it, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like there was totally a path. Um, To sum things up kind of shortly, my childhood, and I have a lot of podcasts on it, I grew up with parents who were both drug addicts and and severely abusive. So I learned shamanism through like basically protecting myself and trying to be safe and disassociating from my body. That spoiler alert, that is not how it is done. It is a deep embodiment practice. So I've basically spent over the past 16 years reverse engineering and working with my mentors to go through like what, like what I could do, for instance. So like we would be sitting there, the first mentor I had, he's like, okay, we're going to go up into different realms and we're going to connect with spiritual teams. And he's like, you should be seeing, and he's describing things. And I'm like, I'm not getting anything out of the normal. And he's like, okay. He's like, should he tries another way to get me in? And he's like, no, I'm like nothing out of the normal. He tries like six or seven ways. And he's like, let me connect in and see what you're seeing. He's like, oh shit, Cass, you're already there. He's like, have you ever been on earth? And I'm like, I don't think so. So kind of my thing has been reverse engineering and getting myself fully grounded and present on earth to do my, my earth mission versus my spiritual mission. I love that. I love that story because 
realistically, there's probably a lot of people out there, right? That yes. are living their life in other dimensions and not physically present, right? Mm -hmm. And they struggle with life because I talk about this a lot. If you want to manifest and really have the life you want, spirit is going to require that you're present and physically in your body. Exactly. Which a lot of people have a hard time with. It's much easier to be somewhere else. It totally is. And it's so funny because as I'm working with clients, I'm teaching them to go elsewhere. And as it's kind of in tandem, my scoop of medicine is teaching myself to be here and to feel and to be present and to witness and to emote and to know that I'm safe in, in this physical body. So well, it's, it's, it's a beautiful gift when we learn how to do that, because I can definitely remote somewhere else. Like 100%. I have that skill set. Um, and a good example of that is my husband loves rock music and I'm kind of not so I used to when I was younger. I have a hard time with it today. So they talked me into going to a concert and I forget the name of the band, but he's a guitarist that's very famous. And mm -hmm. he's getting down on this electric guitar and I'm like, I can't do this. And I just closed my eyes yep. and went somewhere else for an hour. And they came back in when it was over and they thought I was sleeping or something. And I was like, nope, I just. They're like, how was your beach trip instead of sitting here in this concert? <laughs> like my beach trip was beautiful. It was so peaceful. I heard seagulls. <sighs> like she just slept and I'm like, I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> no, <you're... laughs> I, I totally went somewhere else for a while. But, you know, learning that practice. So here's a question that I'd love to ask you. Everybody has a different definition of what shaman is. So yes. what is a shaman to you? Yeah, so kind of I boil down, and even within the cultures I'm trained in, Peruvian versus Hawaiian has very different like conversations about what a shaman is. I think the common thread between all of them and what I've kind of seen throughout all of my mentorship um, is basically you can extract information from other realms. That is the common thread. It can be done through breath work. It can be done through plant medicine. It can be done through meditation. It can be done through so many different vessels, but the common denominator is being able to access someone's spiritual team, being able to access someone's, uh, you know, time highest, my, my kind of specialty is timelines. So I go into something called highest potential timeline. And like, I can see all of that and I can see where we can quantum leap and I can see where we can condense and I can see your low road and your high road. So like, but it is getting information from kind of the 5D, 6D, 12D worlds, if you will. So timelines, are we talking about, <clears throat> so I love these questions. So, you know, we're very um, linear in our thought process and we talk about past lives, today's life future lives. But when we talk to people that connect to guides and spiritually, they're like, it doesn't work that way. It's like this, and not like this. So share with somebody that's trying to wrap their head around because I'm still wrapping my head around because you're the second or third one to bring that up in several months that there's a low road and a high road that's happening. And it's about clearing this energy so you can move higher. So what is your perspective on that? Yes. Yeah, so I think right now, collectively, we're going through an ascent, like you mentioned earlier, an ascension process. 
um, in the book of revelations in the Bible, it says the earth will split into two. And we're actually kind of going through that scenario right now where people are ascending to this high road and the high road. When I say that is the 5d and it's the channeling, knowing that all things are happening for me, not to me, knowing that all things are beautiful, all things are love and spirit is co-creating with me. That's kind of your, your high road ascension, if you will. And then there's the 3D matrix where there's a lot of people still stuck. And this really, this transition really started in the beginning of COVID. Um, the solstice had a, a nice little jump for the, I don't know if you follow the hertz of the earth and the heartbeat of the earth. Uh -huh. That drastically changed and is really like shaking things up, if you will. But this 3D pace is, oh, everything's happening to me. I'm the victim. Oh, these people are bad. That belief is bad. That's negative. And it's kind of pointing the fingers versus looking internally to actually really see what what it is that I need, what it is that you need, which are very, could be very, very different. Um, so what we're seeing kind of is the separation more. And a lot of my people who are in that 5D, a lot of my clients who are in that 5D are like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I have anxiety. I have a health issue that hasn't come up for seven years that's starting to rear its ugly head. I haven't slept in days. My digestion's all off. I'm, my eating patterns are all off because we're feeling all of this. The earth is now matching our vibration. So any residual negative things that we have stuck in our bodies, stuck in our timelines, it's being cleared out for the next year or so. Wow. So yeah. are we impacting those that are in 3D? Are we bringing, is it almost like we're carrying this baggage up with us because we're kind of pulling them up with our energy or are we literally separating on the timelines? How are you looking, how are you seeing that? I love that question. So we're right now in the process of this 5D. We're clearing our own stuff so we can ascend and lift people up. If we have our own baggage, there's no way for us to like lend a hand and pull someone up because we're holding our own junk. So we are going through a refining process. So then we can then bring people up. We can then walk people home. We can then help them ascend. But we have to kind of go through it first, which we've already been like some of us. I mean, I'm sure you've had been on your healing path for quite a while. I've been on my healing path for almost 20 years that like we've done a lot of the work. So it's, we're not feeling it as much as some other people, but we still have a refining and a polishing process to go through so we can really help. You so know, I'm like always all for light workers, <laughs> all for light workers. I've always, you know, categorized individuals, those individuals that have kind of given up on some level and they're just doing groundhog day over and over yep. again. They're not awake. They're kind of shut down. And I've called them a little bit of the zombies because yep. it feels like they're moving through that energy and they're just completely closed off of everything. So I can only imagine as more and more of those individuals get shaken to awake, yep. what that's going to look like right? As people are like, what the, what is going on? Right. Um, it's so interesting. Cause what I'm seeing too, is like, if I'm talking to someone who's in a different matrix and hasn't done a lot of work, we could have the same exact thing happen to us. And it's a very different conversation of, oh my gosh, God, spirit, universe, you know, pick your happy word is lining this up for me. It's so beautifully divinely orchestrated. I'm so blessed that I lost that job or I lost that client. Versus, oh my God, they hated me. I'm not good enough. I will never be good enough. This is my eighth client that I've lost this week, whatever the case may be. It's just a very different conversation. So kind of my little mini motto is this or something better. I was like, if spirit removes it, it's this or something better. They have something else in store for me. 
I love this conversation because I'm going to share a little bit. I opened my center in 2017. Mm -hmm. It was a dream to be able to give back. Um, and we, we were really well for about two years. And then there was a flood that happened in our center where it really devastated in 2000, the end of 2019, we had six inches of hot water, which shut the center down, right? For several months through COVID. And a lot of people were like, what happened? What did you do to cause this? Right. Then last week or the week before, uh, we get back in our center in 2020. We have to rebuild completely because it just devastated the business. And we really just started over. And then two weeks ago, a customer hit the building at 7 a.m. in the morning, did so much damage when they hit it. They were in the parking lot and they hit their gas instead of their brake, jumped over a concrete block, hit the wall, caved in the wall, separated. So they shut us down for five days again. And I'm like, okay, my heart can't take this. Now, during this time, I'm reading an article from someone that says that their belief system is, is if you have blessings, you also are going to get challenges, that there has to be this balance in, in the world that the more you're blessed, the more you're going to be challenged. And I'm like, I'm sorry, it doesn't resonate really well with me. I get there's universal balance, but I don't think we're punished every time we're given a gift. I think the balance happens in other ways. So I've really been processing all that energy. And you're talking about, hey, I'm not the victim here. I'm not being punished because a car hit or because the center was flooded. There are blessings within that that I need to understand that happened within that scenario that I may not always see the big picture and I don't feel like we're punished just to be punished. So um, I'm going to let you comment because I've been really processing a lot of this energy, right? I think we all, even as spiritual leaders, we process because I, I think there are people out there looking at our center and going, wow, what did she do to deserve blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I don't think it's about that. I think it's larger than that. And we're, we're limiting our, our belief system when we think that we're punished for certain things. So what is your thought process on that? Yeah. So I believe it's all out of love and like, there's things that you maybe can't see and won't see for the next year or two years that'll come to fruition that needed to like that exact thing needed to happen. Like, so I'll give you an example too, that I just recently went through is, um, I was having an oral surgery. I didn't do, my parents didn't do the dentist when I was a kid. So I've been correcting my teeth for the better part since I was 18 years old. So more than half my life at this point, you know, working on this cavity and this root canal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so victim. Like here's another $4,000 for this and another $4,000 for that. So eventually I was like, I'm going to find one person that can just get it all done completely. And it was supposed to be one quick surgery while they over sedated me because I was still conscious and still talking. There's a little funny side note to, you know, the plant medicine and the work that I do. I still remembered my Airbnb address when I don't remember any of the conversations, but um, they weren't able to do the surgery in one day. They had to extend it over the course of three days. So my whole journey of like, I had my Airbnb set up. I had my flight set up. Everything was good. I had a ride. All of the things got completely thrown off. And in this, I went through this kind of epiphany of like receiving 
And like, am I able to receive the fact that I won't need to deal with these dental bills ever again? Like kind of getting really grounded in that. And in this, um, we were looking at moving and this was earlier in May. And I was like, you know, I could move to Boston because it's easy for the business and I could travel and it just makes everything so much sense. Or I'm like, but I really am feeling called to Savannah, Georgia, not as big of an airport as Boston doesn't make as much sense on paper. So when I was going through this process, I was like, I made the decision when we were after this two things, I got delayed in Savannah because that's where my dentist is. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to choose Savannah and I'm going to choose me and I'm going to choose, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. So that the next day as I'm resting in bed, because now I have to be in Savannah for a couple extra days, find the perfect house, uh, put my house on the market a few days later, sell for over asking price, everything beautifully timed lines up very easy, very in flow. But had I had that first appointment and got everything fixed in that first appointment and it was easy, I would have missed those. I would have missed that trajectory. I would have missed the house. I wouldn't have put my house for sale. I probably wouldn't have gotten over asking and I'd be in Boston in an apartment doing what's quote good for the business. I so love it's that. Like a, just a great visually, like super easy example. Like you don't know what's on the other side. You really don't. And I, you know, I've always said the the flood for our center was really good because we were facing a move into a commercial space mm-hmm. right before COVID, which would have been disastrous yes. for all of us, right? And it slowed us down and put us in a holding pattern during COVID, which helped us move past that, right? So gifts, but I wanted to talk about that because viewers out there are getting impacted with challenges, opportunities, and it's about looking at it from a different perspective and sometimes surrendering, which is hard for us. That's a bad word. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love that word, but it's, that's the moral of all the stories. Just period, (laughs) the end, mic drop. (laughs) Violet needs to say nothing else. (laughs) surrendering to the process of people like, ah! right? And it, that's our human response, right? So what would you tell someone that's really drawn to shamanic practices that feel it really resonates for them? What what advice would you give them if they're they're leaning towards that way? Yeah, I feel like with the the work in shamanism, um, it's so unique to the person and their unique blueprint. So I have a shaman that I work with who is very big into body work and she does a lot of massage and Reiki and acupuncture and pressure points and on top of soul retrieval and clearings and things of that nature. But she's just a very different shaman than I. Um, I have some shamans who I work with and who I'm a part of friends with, you know, who just solely focus on just plant medicine and just ethnogenics and just psychedelic work which is beautiful, but that's their path. So like if someone was interested in just the shamanic umbrella, if you will, I feel like there's still a lot of modalities for you to like express who you are in the, in a shaman sense. Um, kind of my belief is that we all have these powers, unique abilities, et cetera. And you just get to put your own little flavor and whether you want sprinkles or a cherry, your nuts or whipped cream, you get to kind of design your own little, little journey, if you will. I love that. I love that. And whether you're on a shamanic path, a spiritual path, a healing path, whatever that is. Yeah. I call it the shinies. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I want that. And I want that. And I want that. And I want Mm -hmm. that. And I think it helps when we step back and really decide what do we want to focus on? What do we, 
What do we want to be about? Because energy healing is huge. Yeah. Shamanism is huge. Yep. Spiritual is huge. So what, what are your lanes? And yes, you'll have a toolkit. You know, many, many years ago, before our time, when people stepped on this, they were just a reader. They were just a healer. They didn't expand. They stayed in a really tight lane. And I think now we have such a wide lane that we work in that it can be overwhelming sometimes because I've seen students in my center that want to take everything. Yeah. What is your focus? What do you really want to work with? What do you really want to be? And once you define that, it's easy to decide which of the shinies that you're really interested in doing and going after. It can be overwhelming with all that's out there. To play a little devil advocate off of that is I was in the shiny space for a really long time, hence the laundry list in my bio. Um, And they all did tie back to shamanism for me. But someone said, I mean, actually someone did say when I was 19, you have a shamanic path. I was like, you're insane. You knew not, you know, not what you're talking about. Like I just kind of shrugged it off and in my part of my journey. And I feel like this is, this is akin to a lot of people who do have the tool bag of a toolbox tool, whatever medicine bag, pick your, pick your happy term um, with them of all of the different items is we have to go from, from Reiki to energy work, to pranic healing, to breath work, to yoga, to meditation, to really feel and kind of feel grounded in ourselves. Cause I feel like in parallel, we have this beautiful personal development journey that we're doing and also to become a healer. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if I would be, I know, I know I wouldn't be as grounded as of a shaman. If I at 19, they were like, you're a shaman. I'm like, sure. Step on the path and let's go. Um, I needed that kind of stretch of, of shinies. <laughs> I love the shinies and you know, I have a big tool bag too. I think I think what I'm really talking about is the people that take all the classes and don't integrate or work with them. They're just collecting information and it's, I would rather see people integrate it into their lives and really use what they're learning to move along. And I see that, but I also see the people that are just collecting all the information. And, and so it's like, okay, what do you want to do with this now? What do you want to integrate? What will you utilize in your life as a tool? Cause I think that's really, really important. So talk to us about how we're interconnected. We all are, are. Oh my goodness. And like, where do we start with this? So for me, um, kind of, I do a lot of things that connect the dots backwards and look at our interconnectedness and just the conversations and and that I have and the relationships that I have and the friends that I have, I really realize that there's this kind of spider web, if you will. Um, some people don't like spiders. They're one of my totems. Sorry for if I'm giving you any arachnophobic vibes, <laughs> but we kind of have this web that attaches all of us. And if you start to look at like the interconnected of us, we are so much more alike than we are different. So it's one of the things that A, shamanism really teaches, but B, like I work in the technology space as well, too. Um, that's kind of my, uh, I am often say I work at the intersection of technology and shamanism, which those two things sound like they don't go together. But right now we're using technology to feel this connection where you, or lack thereof, actually, from for a good percentage of us. And we're using this technology to feel um, kind of quite often disassociated. 
So one of the things that I'm working on doing is actually building a social media platform to actually get you to explore and connect with who you are so you can better connect with another person on the other side of the screen. So we don't, no longer want people to live in this disassociated state and say, oh, you're different than me. Oh, you're better, worse, you know, whatever, pick your pick your adjective there, but we're actually so, so connected. And if you kind of chunk up using a psychology term, there's something that we all align with. There's something that we all, um, you know, feel or resonate with, with, even on the most political polarizing topics. If you kind of look at the reasons why there's a common denominator kind of cross everyone in my belief. I love that. I love that. So what is happening on social media? So you brought up social media. Oh my gosh. So talk to us about your perspective on that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I was a big, I've, I worked in social media for the past 17 years, which is freaking crazy to say. Um, I was kind of got in at the ground floor, if you will. I went to school in Boston where, you know, the big mothership of Meta was born or Facebook was born. Um, so I've kind of been in that space since then. And for a really long time owning a marketing agency, because that was kind of one of my things that I did in, as, as pursuing shamanism until I started to receive a, an, an abundance of clients. Um, I was promoting people on social and we worked with heart conscious entrepreneurs. So we worked with people on a mission, people who were impact driven, not income and helped them market. And the marketing for the past 15 years has really been digital and predominantly social media. And it was in early 2022, my timelines are fuzzy, but it was early 2022. I had about 10 clients within um, about a week actually get deleted off social, get banned, get suppressed, get cleared because they were, you know, some of the things that were happening with the, the good old COVID, they were saying, you know, just keep an eye out, just, you know, question this, just, just look into this, whatever the case may be. They weren't saying vax, not vax. There was nothing controversial at all, but they were just interjecting themselves into the conversation. They were suppressed. So I jokingly said, when in a Target parking lot with two of my co-founders, I was like, we're going to fix social media. And they were like, sure we are. Let's go to Target and get like, you know, whatever for tonight's party. Uh, Cause we were hosting, we were actually down in Florida filming a commercial for a client. And uh, that's been about a year and a half path of like basically trying to reverse engineer, reverse psychology, what's going on on social, because we are living in a fear of missing out state. We're living in a basically fight or flight dopamine hit state. We are completely disassociating. We are liking things only because someone else likes them. We are finding things controversial only because someone else finds them controversial and we're not truly checking in with like, does that resonate with me? Do I have an opinion about that? We're just kind of following following the flock, if you will. Um, and that is not that is not an empowering stance, in my opinion. Nice. Well, I can't wait to see what you come up with out yes. there because I know... How we market, I, I know because we we struggle with marketing. Marketing has changed over the last 30 years and how we market. You know, I'm from the old realm of working in retail and you had a newspaper and ads and we don't do yep. that anymore. Yellow right? pages got... and directories and that was... <laughs> That was what my, that degree, my degree in marketing. That's what it was in. I'm great at a billboard. You want me to design you a billboard? 10 out of 10. <laughs> and you know, because we're a spiritual business, it's crazy because how do you find your people? Because they're hidden in the population. They're not out in a collective group a lot of times. Yep. 
they're kind of scattered throughout. So how do you do marketing in a way that taps in to that group and environment? It's hard. We, we consider lots of things. We consider, you know, wrapping a bus to a bench to yep. movie house advertisement. You know, you go to the theater and there's an advertisement to social media to, I mean, I think everybody in a lot of ways are sometimes just throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what works, what gets, because there's so many options and marketing and advertising can be expensive. So you want, you know, even the little envelopes that come in the mail. We tried that for a little while with the little papers. We'll try that group on. I mean, there's, there's tons and tons of stuff out there, right? So I, I give you kudos because I think marketing can be tough and social media, it can be tough too. It's very influential exactly. for everybody. And I tell people that it's influencing you more than you think. Mm -hmm. um, so the conversations that we had in this process of building was about 40 to 60% is estimated of teenagers want to be influencers when they grow up. And that to me is just a staggering number and just it just feels wrong in my body. Kind of when someone says that I'm like, okay, what are you influencing? You're getting, you know, whatever, a Procter and Gamble product and influencing that you're getting a L'Oreal product and you're influencing that you're not actually like saying, Hey, do I like whatever this mascara, this shampoo, this, whatever the case may be. I was like, yes, you're getting money. And yes, it's a brand deal, but I'm like, do you believe in it? Do you like it? Is it aligned with you? And those are kind of some of the, I'm like, I have no problem with if you want to make affiliate marketing money, like by all means, I think everyone should have nine streams of income, nine streams of revenue. But I was like, it has to be in alignment with who you are and what your belief is. You can't just kind of, I think we're getting further and further away from this um, very artificial endorsement era that we're kind of currently sitting in. And that's probably a really good thing, right? Yes. It's probably a very good thing. I think for me, I try to stay out of that influence realm as much as possible. Honestly, I have people ask me all the time, well, what do you think about this? Or what do you, I'm like, mm, no comment. I, yep. I, I, I just don't want to be in that. Like I'm, I'm the one hidden in the corner in the back. Cause I've had people, who did you vote for? What do you think? Nope. Oh, yeah. I have no comment. Yeah. My husband doesn't even know what I'm thinking a lot of times. Right. Cause it's, it's my belief system. It's who I am. It's private. It's personal. It's, and I see everybody else out there doing it the other way. And I get that's their passion and they should, if that's what they're drawn to do. Um, yeah. I just choose to keep it more personal, maybe just old fashioned. <laughs> I think we're going to get back to that, to be honest with you, or like, I miss the days. If you had a different belief than me, we could sit down and chat about it. And I think that's really where growth takes place. And right now things are so charged, if you will, that if you have a different belief, you're wrong. I won't sit down and talk to you. I have no, I don't, don't care what you have to say, which is right. so far from the actual truth of like, I want you to challenge me. I want you to say, this is how, what I believe. This is why I believe it. So I can have a different perspective and really grow. And, and that I think, I think is one of the things that we're really, we're really missing on social. And, and I think you're true there. See, I'm not good. I don't like confrontation and battle. So mm -hmm. I think that's why I've stepped back and said, okay, I'm done because I found that there's all this battling going on. Exactly. And what I've told people is if you voted for this president, I still want to work with you. And if you voted for this president, 
I still want to work with you. I don't care what your choice is. I really don't. It doesn't, I still want to have an open door, right? Mm -hmm. And all the topics and all the passions. And I love you for your passion. I want you to be able to have that, right? Um, My my joke is you can always find a common denominator. So I'm like, okay, you didn't say we disagreed on political parties, but I'm like, you love the color purple. I love the color purple. We can be friends. Like- (laughs) and simple like we don't have to go down that rabbit hole you hate rock music I love rock music but you know what you like meditation I like meditation done okay great (laughs) right so it doesn't have to be that complicated it doesn't and it's so easy there's always ways I love the common ground so thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing that because I think you know I think we're all connected and we're all people and we all have feelings and heart and most people want to do all the right things. They're trying to figure out what the right thing is. And um, I just, I always see the good in most things. I really try to take that approach and no matter what we're looking at. So talk to us about if somebody wanted to work with you, what are some of the things that you offer that they could reach out and connect with you on? Yeah. So um, I offer an intensive kind of shamanic healing assessment. And what I do is kind of tap into people's timelines and give them their healing plan for the next six weeks to three years. So I kind of say that massive time frame just because I have some people that come to me and I give them the plan and they're like, okay. And the plan can consist of meditation, journaling prompts, breath work, um, certain healers that I refer a lot of people out to a lot of different modalities. Um, but I kind of get the timeline and the structure of what they they need to do and when. And I have some people that take care of that in six weeks and come back to me and go, okay, what's next? What's my next quantum leap? And then I have some people who three and four years later go, oh, I finally finished my first assignment. So I kind of leave it up to them and let their journey kind of be their journey and just kind of uh, illustrate it for them. So that's kind of my signature offering that I work with people on. Um, and then I do individual kind of integration sessions. So I do some integration for psychedelics. I do some soul retrieval, past life regression is kind of two of my specialty areas to play. Uh, soul purpose excavation and kind of Dharma work. Um, it really is very unique to the, the individual. I love so. that. I love that. Well, we will have your website on the bottom of this Beautiful. podcast where people can go and check that out and be able to see all your offerings and what you offer. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing conversations with me this morning. I really do appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. (laughs) For those listening, thank you for watching. I hope you'll follow, comment, and like us on the platforms. We love to hear your comments and we hope to see you either at the center or one of our future podcasts are on our YouTube channel. So thank you so much. And we hope you have a magical day. Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email 
violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.